Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. If you're listening to this, it's also a video episode that will be on Mark's Daily Apple, and the link to that will be in the show notes. Really excited about this person that I found through a friend on Instagram, and I just love her vibe, Lisa Meeston. She has spent over 10 years as an entrepreneur, helping others grow businesses and mentoring women from all kinds of backgrounds and experiences. And so we're going to chat about a bunch of stuff today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So what where were you at that prompted you? First of all, 10 years as an entrepreneur. So where were you before you decided to step into that? So I've been doing entrepreneurship um, since probably 15 years ago, right? So I would do women's conferences and put on all kinds of big shows and different things, right? So I've been in entertainment since I was a little girl. So I was always putting on, you know, women's conferences and, and seminars and those kinds of things. And then I started counseling and then I started mentoring. But while I was doing that, I was in my career and I supported multimillionaires and multi-billionaires in my career. That's what I did. So I was an executive assistant and then chief of staff. Um, for seven, eight-figure companies. And so um, all of this kind of came to a head when um, we went into the pandemic uh, at April of last year. So I started my business six months before we went into the pandemic, no sign of the pandemic, but I felt the prompting to get started. I was still supporting an executive at the time and I felt the nudge, I felt it in my soul that I needed to do it. And so I started putting all the things together I launched the day after the Super Bowl, which was February 3rd of 2020, and we went into the pandemic in early April, and I got laid off in April, and my business was already up and running. Oh, I love, well, what a smooth, <laughs> what a smooth transition. I know, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, but I manifested all of that. I know I did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you talk a lot about manifestation and have had some interesting discussions about that. Tell us, what are some of the things and all the people you've coached, you know, as you're moving through this and you're like, I need to like do something with this, not be a supportive uh, arm anymore. And I need to like go coach people. What are the topics that stand out to you most? Like, these are my things that like, I wish I need, you know, I need to impart. Yeah. So it's funny because I, I first thought I was going to come out here and teach single moms how to earn six figures in administrative careers. That's what I thought I was going to teach because I was a single mom at 18 and I'm a single mom now um, at 46. And so I and I've always been the breadwinner and supported my family. Even when I was married for 23 years, I still was the breadwinner. So I I thought, what else would I do? I'm just going to teach them how to do this. I know how to do it. It's so easy. And then I got out into social media. And one thing that I, I feel that I'm good at is I just am sensitive, like intuitive to where people are. So my tribe started to guide me towards what they needed from me. And it just started to evolve into this money manifesting money mindset. I've always made a lot of money and that's what they needed from me. So that's what I gave them. And I became a manifesting expert and a money mindset coach. And then I just really started to go through working with clients on removing limiting beliefs. Biggest thing, biggest thing is the limiting beliefs, removing those, removing those money mindset blocks. But the key, key, key to all of this is that it is in the subconscious mind. And that is the the area that people struggle with the most because we're so used to working in our conscious 
everything that we do is when we're conscious, right? But the programming gets stored in the subconscious. And if you learn to tap into that, reprogram it, you're going to manifest anything that you want. And then to dial that down a little bit further, um, I teach them how to manifest specifically and predictably through meditation. So I've learned how to project and uh, set my intention toward what I want. And then it comes, it comes pretty fast. So that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I do. I can't wait to get into the subconscious mind stuff, but I do want to say briefly that whenever I come across one, a single mother, oh, I want to cry out of gratitude. I was raised by one. I don't think I've ever heard anyone in an Oscar acceptance speech thank their dad. Everyone thanks their mom a couple times. Everyone thanks their mom. Not that there aren't great dads out there, but I mean, you guys are saints. I don't know what I would have done if it weren't for my mother raising us. Um, so my gosh, I just like, ugh, yeah, love you guys. Um, all right, let's get into limiting beliefs. Uh, I'll give a good example that I, I put in my second book, Confident as Fuck, which was, uh, so um, when I was growing up my, and back in the seventies, this is how it was like the mom stayed at home. You know what I mean? And like yeah. the dad brought the, that was just kind of yeah. how it was. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Right. We're roughly the same age. So, um, I, uh, my dad lost all of our money. He was a stockbroker and he, you know, which is kind of like legalized gambling. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, you, he'd come home. Like, I remember hearing these things about money where it would be like my mom, he'd come in the door my mom, like, how's your day? And he'd be like, oh, 50 G's. Oh, good day. Like, to think that people are making and breaking and then, oh, lost 20, down 20. So, you know, I'm like, I'm listening to all this, but so then he blows it. And when you don't have money to trade, you can't make money. So he lost all his money. Long story short, drinking problem. My mom was like, I'm done with all of this. I thought I was told to stay home and not get a job because you were going to support us. This was the yes. deal. All right. And, you know, that's how it was back then. And so when I was growing up, my story was, uh, oh no, never rely on a man because even when their profile looks great, they've got a wealthy family. You get stuck in the freaking dust and left to raise two children and nothing. So I'm going to go out and make all my money because I'm not going to. All right. So that makes sense in, you know, the mind of like an eighth grader, <laughs> right? Absolutely. But also what do you think that did it? Um, I kept attracting men for many years who kept confirming the story. Sure. Ah, see, can't trust. So they were variations of unavailability, right? Yes. Variations of unreliability. They weren't all drunks that lost money, but they right. were unavailable or unreliable in certain, they couldn't be dependent, whatever it was, whether they're a cheater or whether they worked six months in another country, it didn't matter what the story was. It was always the same thing until finally I go, Oh my God, I totally said this out loud at some point. I'm sure I told my mom this like, Oh, that's why I'm never going to, right. I'm not going to get screwed like you watch. And, um, I had to go back and look at that belief and that thing that I it's, you know, implanted in my personal experience. I really had to do a lot of work to change that around. I used uh, a lot of, it was some painful questions and answers to myself. And then I started to attract reliable, you know, it was the opposite. So we've got this about money too, right? A lot of people have this about money. Um, so let's, let's go through a few of the classics on some limiting beliefs you've heard. Maybe, maybe not in classics, maybe some stuff that's like, oh, never heard that one before. That's new because people out there are going to hear it in themselves. Yeah. So, so scarcity is one, you know, just, just scare a scarcity mindset. I'm not going to have enough. It's not going to be enough. It's never going to be scarcity. So what they then do is they hold back on spending. 
and they hoard. Mm -hmm. So you can only attract who and what you are. You cannot attract opposite of who and what you are, right? So you have to become the thing you want to become so that it becomes. That's how it works. So whatever you put out, like attracts like. So whatever you put out is what's going to come back to you. You experienced that. You just talked about that, right? You didn't realize that you were putting it out through the subconscious, but you were. And that's what you were drawing to you. As much as you said, I'm not going to be like my mother. There's no way. And guess what? You just draw that right to your life, right? So those limiting beliefs, we have to learn to work through them like you did, you know, go through whatever the process is, and then you have to become the opposite of it. So it's funny because when I work with clients and they're hoarding, I go, go out this weekend and go spend some money. Go spend some money, go give some money away, right? Because you put it out, it's going to come back to you. You hoard it, you're doing, you're repelling, right? So scarcity is a big, big one, right? Scarcity is a big one. Another big one is um, fear of having too much money because of mismanagement in the past. So, you know, I, I, I spent it all, it's gone, you know, and I don't know how I had 50 grand or 60 grand and I I see no, you know, nothing for it. Um, and so that's a big one as well is just being afraid they're going to blow it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that keeps them from taking opportunities. It keeps them from taking initiative because they're just so afraid. It's not even afraid a fear of losing money. It's a fear of having money. And that I think is very interesting. And of course, that's all romancing the past. If you're romancing the past, you cannot create a vision for your future. You're either going to live in the vision of your future or you're going to live by the memories of your past, but you can't have them both. And so those I would probably say are the top two that I come across, especially for women most of the time. And women really, really struggle with the with dealing with the past, the past mistakes, you know, and then the husband or the father that continue to one, either enable them financially, give them too much or tell them that they're, they're a girl, you know, you're just a girl, right? So you're not, you're not going to be capable of managing, you know, a whole lot of money, those. So we, we go through all the process and remove those bad boys. And then we go into what we really want, which is to attract what we desire. Yeah. I'll tell you one of mine that I had to get, uh, some coaching around, which is, uh, I, I have a, a avoidant money, money, like no issues about like making or whatever, but like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to deal with it. And then Ooh. what happens is then 10 months later, I do look at it and I find out that the place where I canceled the yoga thing has been charging me for you. Hey, this is the kind of shit you run into. Right. And so I remember being like, and, and, and so it's funny cause I was doing coaching on it and she said, uh, basically, I mean, this makes total sense to me. I was so incongruent with mm-hmm. the way I thought, like, I realize and believe money. I like it. I feel it's important. I do think it's consequential and I'm treating it like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm treating mm-hmm. it like it's totally, doesn't have any, mm-hmm. like it, it, my actions, my vibe towards this is not truly what yeah. I actually think about it yet. Right. This is what I've created. And so, I mean, I had to get some coaching on that to like really yeah. kind of see what I was doing there. Yeah. You know, it's that's that I have, I had a client who was really struggling with this and she just said, I just don't want to look at, I just don't, I don't want to do it. I want someone else to do it. Yes. 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 And I said, well, you just have to remember that money is energy, right? So the energy that you embody for money is right. If I'm giving the middle finger to it, probably not. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So either you're going to miss something 
right? right? That, that you should have caught, or you're not going to be able to manifest in the abundance in which that you want to, because you're yes. just ignoring it. You're 100%. And I knew I was like, in order to tackle this last piece of my life, I have to like get my mindset right about it. And, um, yeah, so that was an interesting thing. And, you know, sometimes we, again, until a coach points it out, we don't see our lack mentality or this incongruency or inconsistency somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So mine, I would have to tell you what mine was. So I grew up with a father who was very irresponsible financially. Mm-hmm. So my mother was a pastor, a preacher, right? She did missionary work, traveled all over the world. She, I always say she was married to the church, right? She was married to the church, which, which really took away a lot for, for me as a child. Um, because that was her love. And that's okay. I, I honor her and respect her. But my dad was hardworking. He worked out, you know, maintenance man, but he couldn't hold money in his hand because he gambled. Mm-hmm. So he gambled. And then when he gambled, he would borrow money from loan sharks and all yeah. kinds of things of people. And then you have people coming to the door asking for their money. And like, that is my memory. That's my memory. So and that has some shame and embarrassment to it too. And, you know, I had that about my father and his drinking and the losing the money. But with that is, again, it's, it's a oh. whole host of things that have to be thought out, have to be yes. get flat with. Yeah. Yes. So mine was when I get it, it's going to fall right through my hands. So then did you become hoardy because of the fear of that or? No, I didn't become hoardy. I just was, I was neutral. I wasn't like overly spending. Okay. I wasn't I was just in a neutral zone because there was still a fear. Ah. There was still, the basis is fear. You know, I was afraid that it was going to come into my hands and that I was just going to blow it. I was going to blow it because he blew it every time, you know? And so that worried me. So what it did was it caused me not to go too far and make too much. Right. And not to ah. have too much so that I wouldn't blow it. So I I was in. So you're like keeping yourself at a, at a certain level of income and lifestyle because of, the, and that's really what this does to us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was a six figure, you know, earner. And I was happy with that. However, I know that I knew there was more, but I just couldn't get to that because I felt like it was going to just fall through my hands. And so I just stayed in that comfort zone, you know, but owning your own business, you'll, you'll learn really quickly you know, that it, that paycheck's not coming in every week. So you really have to make it happen. And I'm glad I'm thankful for all the experience that led up to this, because I know now who I am and I can manifest that bad boy when I'm ready. So that's how it goes. I want to <laughs> touch on something that someone, a, a viewer might play devil's advocate on, which was earlier you were saying, you know, if you want to have that, you've got to be it, you know, but for example, I, years ago, I, I was a cigarette smoker, but I never wanted to date a smoker because I knew I was going to quit. I was like, oh, no. but like I, I was dating, I was online dating and I was still a smoker. And I had this thing like, oh, well, I'll meet a guy that doesn't smoke. And then that'll prompt me to no. How about you just become a non-smoker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So I did that. And then of course, you know, uh, finally went forward. I was like, no, no, I got to just be that. But sometimes people ask me this question on manifestation where they're like, you know, <clears throat> but I don't have a lot of money. Would it, it, and so, so they like feel like they can only attract someone at their level. Mm-hmm. And I always say it has not like, you don't need to match for match. Like if you really want to meet someone male or female, who's a bajillionaire, who's going to 
take care of you and you never have to work. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to own it and feel that you're deserving of it. You have to feel that. And that's the, that's the disconnect. Uh, you know what I mean? So I feel too, like some people feel they have to be at a certain place in order to attract someone. No. And that's, so can we clear that up a little bit? Cause yeah. no, you don't have to physically, physically be in that place. You have to emotionally be in that place. Thank you. Yeah. Vibrationally. That's it. Vibrationally. That's all that it is. You want to send out a vibrational frequency that is a match in the universe. That's going to come back to you. It's, and that's how it works. It's all vibrations. So no, do you have to have $100,000 today to feel wealthy? No, obviously not, right? Because that that's crazy. But what you can do is you can meditate and you can visualize the person that you would be if you had 100,000 or you would be if you had 500,000 or you would be if you had a million. Visualize and see that person and then start to allow yourself to feel the emotions a little at a time a little at a time during that time of closing your eyes and just imagining, let the emotions elevate to that. And then you will see what happens is when you're in your conscious and you're walking about, you're walking differently. You're talking differently because you're starting to retrain your brain, your actual brain to look like the event has already occurred. That's right. Because your, your body, your brain and body do not know the difference between the event. This is where does not know the difference. mental rehearsal comes in with sports. You know, they've hooked people's muscles up to equipment. And if they're imagining literally like them running, it's firing the same muscles. Um, yeah. So, so that's really great. Now this people are probably, if you're, if you're new to like manifestation or law of attractions, probably may, might not be a one-on-one talk for you. So I would yeah. go back and research that a little further. This is what's interesting. Um, let's talk about starting out. Um, like when I coach people on manifesting and stuff, and I'm not a money person, I don't do that, but it's not my specialty because of my avoidance. I'm not going to teach I do that. Um, but, uh, but seriously, what I, what I always say is you got to start small. Um, the reason I, like I, I win contests. This is like story of my life. I just, I do. But it's because those contests, I believe the odds. I believe that I can win within the odds, which is why I haven't won the lottery yet. It's very difficult to get yourself to a belief with those odds. Yes. But when you see like, you know, 50 people in a room, I'm like, oh, I'm going to win this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, yes. Yes. It's, totally, it's a totally different thing. I have the belief. Yes. Like, I know, like I know when there, no, there's you know. 50 people, but yes. I don't when I go to the lottery because you go, I was one in a gajillion, right? The belief. So people go, oh, I manifest. Uh, like, oh, I, I put a, picture of a Jaguar on my vision board. And that's, you don't go out and buy the Jaguar. If you're driving off lot going, Oh shit, how am I going to pay for this? That's not faith. Not but happen. I have seen people do bold moves like that, who had the vibrational wherewithal yeah. there and yeah. it did work out. So let's talk about, uh, starting small and how we might want to like, how can we start small with money in terms of manifesting? Because I don't think it's great to tell someone new to this, to be like, all right, manifest a hundred, manifest a hundred thousand. They're not going to believe that that's no, possible. No, no. And that's why there is a process, right? And what happens is most people want to skip past the process. They want the result, but they don't want to do what it takes to get the result, right? I supported millionaires and billionaires, and I'm going to tell you, I managed their lives. So mm-hmm. I knew exactly what they were doing all the time because I was planning it. Their transformational morning routine was a non-negotiable. Didn't matter where I sent them in the world. It didn't matter. There was a time that was blocked off for them to meditate, for them to exercise, for them to do their affirmations, for them to journal, for them to set their tasks for the day all of it, devotion, prayer, whatever it is that they did, that was a non-negotiable. 
right? Mm. And so the hardest part is getting women, I only work with women, women to just be willing to wake up 30 minutes earlier. Seriously, that's it. I mean, wake up 30 minutes earlier. And that's the hardest thing to get them to do because it's a process. You have to rewire and fire new things in your brain in order to look like a different experience. And it takes time. It take, I didn't get here overnight. You know what I'm saying? I've been manifesting. I didn't either. And at first it's work. You have to, you're monitoring all your thoughts. You're, it's a little bit of work. You have to intentionally shift when you have that negative side, you have to intentionally shift it. And then it becomes second freaking nature, nature where it comes up and automatically you don't have to think about it. It's like, I do no, I do not want that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And you just yeah. push it out. It's, it's, it becomes so much easier to just, just reject it. If you practice, but it's not going to be easy at first. You have to practice. We've been programmed since the third trimester of our mother's pregnancy. That's where our subconscious program goes back to. So it takes time. You're not going to just wake up one day and be a new program. However, you work on it, you work on it, you work on it, and you do it little at a time, a little at a time, right? This is a journey. It's a journey, right? So you do it a little at a time. I tell women all the time, they're like, I don't have money. How can I feel like I have money? If I don't have money, if I'm struggling, I'm in the pandemic, I lost my job. I went, I, I mean, I launched in the pandemic pretty much. So this is what I got a lot, you know? And I said, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you have a dollar in your wallet, it does not matter to me. You can close your eyes and, and you pretend can, you can teach yourself to feel an elevated level of emotion. So here's the thing, just like they might have a dollar and have to work on feeling like they have a hundred dollars. I might have a hundred thousand. I got to work on feeling like I have a million. It's the same process. So it's not, it doesn't change it for me because I have money. It means that I, now I have to take my work to the next level and go, man, I got to dig deep for this one. I got to elevate, you know, my emotions when I'm meditating and I reprogram my subconscious mind every morning and every night as I sleep, because that's when it opens up I, every single night. Um, how do you, do, what's your morning routine like? So I wake up around five 30. I immediately turn on affirmations and start speaking them before I even turn a light on. I turn on my affirmations. You say them or you have a recording. Oh, I say it out loud. Oh, you just, you're saying, okay. Yeah, I go on, I have a YouTube affirmations that I love. So I just put it on, put it by my head, you know, my phone by my head. And then I say them, repeat them. And then I get up, I go to the bathroom, I come back in the bed and I meditate right away. I don't let a lot of time go before I meditate because the more stimulus you have coming in, the harder it is to quiet your mind. And you're, you're creating when your mind is quiet. You can't create when your mind is all chaotic, right? So you have to tap into that that, that zone, that little time that we get, you know, when it's the stillness of the night, everything is quiet. I can go into a very deep meditation and quiet my mind. And I teach women how to do that because it's, I had to learn how do I stop the thoughts? Like, you know, the minute you close your eyes, you got about 500 thoughts that come in your head, right? How do I quiet that? And I've taught them and they learn and and it's really good. And so I do that. I meditate with a guided meditation. So I have music and someone walking me through a meditation. And then I go and I make some tea. And while the tea is making, I stretch, I do some stretching. And then I take my tea, I go back in my bed, and I start doing my written affirmations. And so I write my goals, they're like goals, right, written in the in the present tense. And I'll write 30 of them every day. 
you know, and they're just written in the present tense. I am a millionaire. I am the CEO of a multi-million dollar business that is evergreen and makes money in my sleep. I take my family on exotic vacations. I mean, I live in the house of my dreams, uh, you know, every day I write the same thing over and over and over. And my journaling from last year is completely different from my journaling from this year because I manifested all that shit. <laughs> I know. I love, I love it. One I'm the- like, okay, let's, let's do some more. Let's just, you know, let's yeah, there's, there's no shortage of desires to continually yeah. to shoot yeah. for. One yeah. of the ones that I say a lot, uh, that's true for me and I want it to continue to be true for me. So I keep saying it, but I also tell other people who don't have this life to say this, which is, I am so grateful for the abundance and freedom to get to do what I want, whenever I want. Oh, I love that. I love that. I really I love that. I love that. I don't I have that. I don't have to schedule anything unless a lot of people want that. They want that freedom. They want the abundance oh. freedom to do what they want when they want. So yes. I'm so grateful for the f- abundance, for the financial abundance and freedom to do what I want, whatever I want. There yeah. Now let me say, let me clarify one thing. In yeah. my journaling time, the first thing is gratitude. Then I go into writing my goals, but always gratitude. Absolutely. Always. Yeah, that's the best way to get yourself out of a sticky spot. Oh. What about, what are some other things around money? You know, uh, some stories where some people came to you that seemed like they were all, oh, well, I'm impossible. I'm, I'm never going to, you know, and then, and then did a 180 turnaround. Wow. I have so many, gosh, let me think. So I have a client, she's a student, a client, a tribal member, I, an ambassador. I call her everything because she's literally taken every course that I have ever run Everything that I've done, she's she's been on there. She was in a um, she was getting divorced. This must be about a year ago now. When she popped up on my live one night on a Thursday, and she requested to go live with me. It's rare. I, it's I rare. It's also like usually you wouldn't say yes to that because you're like some random. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Yeah, you're like, I don't know what they're gonna say. Shit. No, and I was like kind of hesitant, but I was like, let's see, you know. So we went, we went on live, and she came on with a like a stocking on her head, and she she just really looked like she was down, like really down. And so she basically said, I need help. You know, she said, I am coming out of a divorce, and it's not final yet. And she had a life partner and this woman really, really destroyed her, destroyed her financially, mentally, emotionally. She was abused, all of these things. So she was like tons and tons in debt. I mean, from the legal, you know, the legal uh, payments that she's had to make because of her dragging, kind of dragging her through the mud on this thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And she's telling this story online and I'm just going, oh my Lord, oh my Lord. Like I want to cry. Like (laughs) oh my god! So then my tribe, my tribe starts chiming in the comments. We got you. We got your back. You're gonna get through this. I was there. I've been through a hard divorce. They somebody said, "I I, please give me your number. I'm gonna send you 300. Please give me your number. I'm gonna send you 500. Please." It was like oh my god! I want to. I'm tearing up. That is the sweetest thing ever. It was, and they were not kidding. They reached out to me afterward. They said, "Please connect me with her." They sent her money. So she became a student of mine. She got in my programs. You should see her today. It's literally like I wouldn't recognize her on the street if I saw her then and now. Like I wouldn't recognize her. She She got rid of the stocking. (laughs) No stocking, makeup, hair done. She itched. The divorce got finaled in 
final in February. She's manifesting. She's been manifesting since the time we started. She manifested the, the, the speediness of the divorce because the thing was just dragging and dragging and dragging. And um, now she works with me and she's in my program. She is doing money, wealth building with my network of people. So that to me is just one of my favorite stories. That's the best, especially when someone gets to a point and up level so much that they then can actually. What? It's like the thyroid book. It's like, we all know what it's like because we had it. That's why the best-selling thyroid books are from people who suffered from it. Yes. It's no different than someone who suffered from this, uh, you know, ill subconscious programming they needed to get rid of. I love that story. Yes. Some other things around money we don't think about or some comments you've heard where you're like, Ooh, um, that's a new one, like limiting belief or certain thoughts or ways of looking at things that are like, ah, there it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that the overall overarching theme for women is not feeling valuable, you know, not feeling valued to or worthy, you know, worthy to have um, massive amounts of money. Also, there is a limiting belief around being able to handle large amount. I mean, we're fine with our paychecks, you know, and our income, but really manifesting large amounts of money, millions of dollars to make that transition mentally is, is it's, it's far distancing, right? So we have to get them there through a process of really, really talking through where did it start? Like if you don't get to the root of this thing, it'll keep coming back. It just keeps resurfacing, right? Because you're not, you're not really tapping into where it started. Where did it come from? Right. Once we figure out where it comes from, then we can work through getting through it, you know, but that being feeling like they're not valued. That's a, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Not feeling like you can declare your worth or, or having issues declaring their worth. Women have issues with that in general where men don't. Um, I, I, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I supported um, men primarily in my career. So I watched how they handle negotiations and things like that. Oh my gosh. When I, when I got this, my life changed their way that they negotiate versus how I've seen women negotiate night and day, yep. night and day. And I learned as soon as I started working 15 years ago for um, a CEO I realized at that moment, I will never settle for less. I don't care. I will never, ever settle for less. And I will always ask for what I want and then some. And I did. And I got it every single time. And that's the thing. I used to hire people for a living. And then um, many, many years ago, and then in our company um, at, at Primal, Blueprint Primal Kitchen, and granted, I only do the podcast, but throughout the years, because I was close with the owner, sometimes an employee would call me and they'd be like, I'm, I'm, I have to go talk to him about getting a raise, like they were scared or, you know, needed help declaring their worth. But here's what I saw over the years. It was the people that just came into these interviews with anyone in our company and were like, look, I can't work for less than 75K. Like just, just, just fucking declared it. Yeah. They, got, they got it every time. Where by the way, the person next to them is only making 55, maybe That's doing the same thing because they lowball themselves exactly because they, it. they went into it going, well, I don't know, somewhere between, listen, if I'm on the other side of the negotiating table and you say somewhere between 20 and 20, I'm going to offer you 10 or 11. Like, it's not, it's, right. So this is such a tough thing. And I think that this is a lot of, um, and it's confidence, it's self-worth, but it is so important to declare your worth. And this is also a tough thing. I mean, I had a moment of it, even though this is not really in my wheelhouse to be weird about this, but I had a moment raising rates. And I think that that's 
a thing for coaches and people. They get worried about like, well, I want to raise my rates and then did that. And the truth is, is like, you just have to, so many people are living in resentment, right? Because they are not making what they should. So then they're just sitting in victimhood, being resentful about that. Yes. Yes. Get it? So true. So true. If you go by, if I build it, they will come. This is, this is, if I set, if I set the bar high, they will meet it. If I set the bar low, they will meet it. Right. That's how I see it. So when I was coaching last year, I started at a certain rate. I announced at the end of the year, okay, you worked with me at this rate. You're not going to work with me at this rate anymore. That's it. I changed it. Guess what? I launched my academy and said, this is what it's going to cost. I, I sold, I almost sold out my program in one day. Amazing. I mean, like, because I, I had to feel that first. It, I couldn't just go there. I had to process that internally first and go, okay, do, can I elevate my own self to this level of financial income? Can I elevate myself? Before I ask for it, I have to know that I can elevate myself to it. And so I did. I was like, oh yeah, this one's a no brainer. I, I felt, I, you know, you just feel the alignment. It's not even, there's no resistance. You feel the alignment. I felt the alignment. And then I was like, no problem. We're just going to put it out there, put it out there. It's it's, we have a few spots left and we'll be done. Like, and so when we do that again, like attracts like, so we become it first and then it comes. And that's probably the biggest thing to have to transition mentally is like, how can I become something that I'm not when I don't feel that yet, but it's the only way that it's going to come to you. Well, and you know, I, um, you know, what's interesting about that though, we do it the other way. We'll cry about something that hasn't happened yet. We'll get upset. We'll use the opposite negative emotions about to worry, create something we don't about something that hasn't even happened yet. Yet we won't do it for the other. And I just tell people, this is like acting. I'm like, if someone held a gun to your head and said, you better cry within five minutes, I guarantee you'd be able to muster up some freaking story in your head. All I have to do is think about my mom dying and I'm crying. So, right. So I tell people, I'm like, it's like being an actor and it feels fake and pretendy and weird, but it's just with you and no one knows you're doing with it. And what the hell did you have to lose? But we're so willing to invest ourselves in this emotion for something that hasn't even happened yet, but yet we don't do it with the positive ones. It's kind of interesting. It It was very interesting. And it's funny because that to me, that's just like, programming and what's been ingrained, you know, sure. from, from very, very young culturally and, you know, in your family dynamics and things like that. And so we're so good at absorbing our negative emotions. You know, I say this all the time, you have the breakup, right? And then it's terrible. It feels horrible. You're sad. You're down. Okay. And then you go and like, you know, I'm just going to watch, watch my sad, like my sad movie. You know, then you start watching the sad movie, then you cry more. Right. And you're like, man, I will put I'm going to put on my saddest songs. And like, we're so good at that. Then you get on the phone with the girlfriend and have her come in and just bring you more sadness and more drama like that. That's easy. But when we try to do it in the opposite, it's such a battle. Right. Because we're we're, that's ingrained. That's ingrained. We got to get out of that. And if we can do it that way, we can do it in the other direction of positivity um, and, and abundance and prosperity and really believing that we can have what we want. You know, I, I really, really, I really believe it. <laughs> like I believe it with my whole heart. I, I believe it too. I, um, 
I did, you know, I think I love that it was in the secret, the audiobook many years ago, 2006, I think is when that came out. And they have you like write a check to yourself. Jim Carrey's done this. We've heard about this before. Yeah. I did that and it worked and it came in a way I would not have expected. But the amount that I wrote was an amount that I believed would be possible through some potentially known things because I couldn't even rely on unknown. Yes. But it, it made me get to the belief of it because I was like, all right, well, if I got that gig and that gig, then yeah, that, okay. So it's, po- it's possible. Yes. Right. Yes. And I did make it. And then I had that Jack Canfield moment, like you did in the secret. It's like, Oh shit. If I could do this for a thousand, what about a million or like whatever the thing was, you know? Um, and it was so funny because it came in ways that were absolutely unexpected. Again, leaving the universe to the unknown because we are, you know, these cursed house, if we worry about how this is going to happen, this is the problem. So when people are trying to even do a manifesting challenge where it's like, oh, you're going to manifest a hundred bucks or something like that. First of all, they're thinking about someone giving them a hundred, not thinking about a rebate check, possibly some unknown thing. Oh, my friend from three years ago, I forgot she lost my rollerblades and gave me money for new. It can happen in all these unknown ways. So let's talk about the how, because it's, it's tough a little bit at first to get people to be have faith in the unknown. But like I say in my book and in general, the unknown is where all the good shit is happening, man. Whenever I'm like, hey, and whatever, it comes in in a way that I could not even have written myself had I designed it myself. It's usually better than the how. And the talk talk about how the how keeps us. So if we're looking at money and you're going, well, I have a job. I, you know, Lisa, this is great, but like I have a job, I make the certain amount. There's no other things that I do out there that could possibly bring in any more money and a 50 grand in debt. Like, how am I gonna oh I'm gonna manifest money on a thin air? I know you would say yes, I would too, but tell what would you say to that person? Yeah, so obviously that's a limiting belief, right? And so I left my divorce with fifty-five thousand dollars worth of debt that was supposed to be split between us and that splitting never happened. Um, and so I ended up having to pay it all myself. And I'm not kidding you. I, I just like a couple of weeks ago, I was going through old files and I was looking at the folder with all the bills. This was literally three years ago, stacked up all the bills that I had. And I thought, how in the world did I do that? Because I was still responsible for all of my children as well and myself. And I have four of them. All three of them were in college. So I was paying for all of that, all of the cars, all of the housing, all of the, everything by myself. And I'm telling you right now, if you did the calculations, that is not possible. That is not possible. And so I just knew that if I kept going forward, if I kept believing that somehow, some way, and I would get bonuses and you know, and then I would get a sign on bonus for a job and like that kind of stuff, like just big stuff, big stuff. Then I was just extra stuff that would be thrown in there that you didn't expect. Yeah. No, totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. I would put on a a holiday party and they'd give me like thousands of dollars on my next paycheck, you know, stuff like that, that I didn't do it for that. I was getting paid to do it. You know what I mean? That was my job. And then I would just get these extra things. So here's what I say. The how is not your problem. Yep. How something is going to happen. If you, if you do anything, you take anything away from this, you've got to let go of how it's going to happen. That is up to the universe. That is up to the spiritual beings. That is up to the spiritual power. That is not up to us. If that were the case, we'd all be in trouble because we could not figure this out on our own. There's no, no way we couldn't. So we have to rely on that faith, right? You have to have that. You just have to embody that. But the other thing that's super important is that people have to learn that if you want to manifest something, and I know this is hard, 
But if you want to manifest something, you've got to set it and you have to forget it. You got to put the intention out there and you've got to let it go. Like, ah, you can't know. keep looking for it because if you keep looking for it, you don't believe it's coming. That's exactly right. That's and exactly and if you're like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You don't have belief faith. It's also resistant because it's, it's like, resistant. come on already. Come on already. Yeah. Well, you're basically just repelling it. You, right. Because you're not, you're, you're not attracting who you are. You, you are attracting who you are, which is you're worried that it's not going to happen so that you don't get it. So when I let go, like this was the key for me. When I would set my intention and then just be carefree. Be ca- when I say carefree, I just. Now think I, about it again. Forget it. Leave it. Somehow. So that's it. Leave it. Forget it. That thing just, I mean, it just. Those are always the ones that show up right away, which is why I like some of the little examples that happen in life to share with friends. And those are always the fun ones that re- reignite the magic in this because they're all, it's always the ones you're like, oh, whatever, I'll get that someday. And then it shows up for free. And I've had so many of these from like, like one time I needed a, uh, I live near some horses and stuff. And so occasionally some flies would get in here and I'm like, oh, I guess I need a fly swatter. What are they, a dollar, 50 cents? Like there's, I, yeah, yeah. And then I can afford a fly swatter. But I was about to go on, um, on a trip to Austin, Texas for a convention. And I was just like, uh, you know what? I'll get one when I get back. Like again, no resistance. It's a trip to the hardware store. Yeah. Well, I get to the event and they give us like a baggie of goodies and there's a freaking fly swatter in there. It's so, t- it's just, I love that I've been complaining about the flies and then I finally get, I'll get one in a week. And then I go there and I'm like, are you kidding? It was like my favorite day. Like I got a fly swatter. People yes. are like, freaking fly swatter. But that fly swatter is because I had no resistance. No I could resistance. get it. I could get it if I want, buy it if I don't. It w- I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I knew course. I would get it. Of so course. again, th- those tenants that are the baseline of that or, um, yeah, and I love the small ones. And that's why it's really interesting if anyone, I, in fact, this was so, such a funny story. I was, had a friend, we were both kind of learned about the law of attraction, um, many, many years ago together. And she had kind of happens to everyone kind of get off track, kind of got out of the magic, started to get into disbelief, going down a negative spiral. And we're sitting on a bluff in California. It's like a Tuesday. Nobody's around. It's a very private, uh, sneaky neighborhood, not a lot of foot traffic. And we're sitting at some benches kind of overlooking the ocean and, and I'm just trying to convince her to start small. And I'm like, come on, you can get back in the magic. I'm like, let's start small. I'm like, I'll pick something. And why don't you pick something? And we'll just set it. And today we'll see what happens. And I, I chose at the time hearts. Now it was nowhere near Valentine's Day. You know, you don't want to play that. You don't pick something you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So it wasn't, it was like April. Okay. So it wasn't anywhere. Yeah. And I said, I'm just going to pick hearts, whether it's like a heart shape or human heart or heart. I don't know, just hearts, whatever. And I was just doing this to help her in the moment. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'll pick a, a peace symbol, either the actual peace symbol or dove, something about peace. And I was like, all right, cool. Great. And then not even kidding you about 30 seconds later, she said, Oh, holy shit. Do not turn around right now. You are not going to believe this, but walking towards us are two women. And one of them is wearing heart shaped prescription glasses. Stop. Now, Oh my gosh. What adult wears heart shape? There aren't, they don't even, I didn't even know they existed except for- I don't don't even know. I didn't know they exist. This woman was like 65 years old. She had legit, each each vocal was like a a heart. And I was, I believed it, but I I had to confirm it, even though my eyes were seeing it. And I walked up to her and said, I know this sounds like a dumb question, but are those actually heart-shaped prescription glasses I'm looking at? She goes, yes, they are. And- if that didn't, I mean, what's funny is, and she did, my friend, by the way, she did see her thing later that day. Uh-huh, but that, uh-huh. As I'm trying to reignite someone else's magic, mine gets reignited and that's how quickly it can happen. Yeah. It can happen that quick. That quick. 
that quick. Which is and crazy because I literally had no resistance to hearts and I had no resistance to manifesting that day. I wasn't in a bad vibe. And I love not. the small ones like that. Yes. And the beautiful thing, in my opinion, is that you all shared a certain vibrational frequency, a certain energy together, right? In, in setting the intention, you set the yes. intention together. Okay, let's do this together. But you didn't hold on to it. You weren't just hung up like, when is it going to happen? When am I going to see the hearts? When am I gonna... right. No, you just set the intention together, which is a vibrational exchange, right? You set mm-hmm. the intention and then you walk away. And, and that, all of that together culminated the appearance of the, of that, of those things. Like, I just love that. I just, and love I that feel one. like it was meant for her to see how quick, see it, how it could work how quick. And, and then since then she's manifested, you know, amazing. Of course she has. Amazing. Of Thanks. course. Yes. Because once you, once you tap in, then you realize, Oh, this is real. You know, this is a real thing, you know, and I can do it and I can do it anytime. Right. But you, you take sign, it takes a process to get there. You just have to believe and believing oh. is hard. Yeah. Tell us about some of the fun ones along the way when you were beginning out and you were learning how to manifest and kind of getting the hang of it. Do you remember any ones that stick out that you're like, oh, that one's a favorite. That's a good old, that's a good one. So many, so many, but I'll tell you this one. So I was doing kind of like my own um, women's ministry thing in the church, you know? So I was doing hosting conferences and and doing all that with women, right? I had a, um, a nonprofit called women who walk, right? So we helped, um, um, women of, who have been in domestic violence and helping them get out of that and supplying clothes. And we would do all these big food drives and clothing drives for the kids and those kinds of things. So we, I was doing that. And then I, I went to work with a, a, a long, kind of a long time friend, but not super close to her, but she was doing um, weddings on the weekend at a venue. And I was like, Oh, I would love to do that. I'd love to decorate and set up the tables and do, you know, do the whole thing. and kind of like, just be like the coordinator for that day. So I was working with her just doing this. And, um, and then one day, one day I get a phone call from someone at Northside hospital saying, we got your resume and we'd like to interview you. And I said, but I didn't send my resume. And they said, well, someone sent us your resume for this executive assistant position to the chief of nursing and the director of operations of the hospital. And I said, huge position, huge. And I said, I didn't send my resume and my husband at the time is going, go to the interview, go to the interview. And I'm just like, shut up, just go. go." I'm going, I don't understand. I don't understand. So the lady who I was working with on the side, on the side, sat on the board at Northside hospital with the CEO and gave them my resume unbeknownst to me. Here's the better part of the story. I go in for my first interview and I interviewed with the other executive assistants. Okay. By the time I got to my car in the parking lot, they were calling me, asked me if I would come back in to interview with the CEO. Mm. Okay. Ooh, so I uh, highlight walk slowly to, <laughs> no, we say that in acting too. And you yes. get out of an interview because they might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa we want to see it yes. again. Walk slowly. Okay. Walk go ahead. Slowly. I was still in the parking lot. And so they, I said, sure, you know, sure. I'm literally telling myself in this time, I don't want this job. I don't want to work. I'm good. Like, I don't want this job. So, so I go back and I sit with the CEO and in five minutes, he says, listen, he says, I already feel a connection to you. I'm going to tell you the better part of this. First of all, I was the only African-American woman in the administrative office. One, the only one without a bachelor's degree Two. Love it. And he says, we have interviewed 600 candidates for this job. He says, you are in my top two, 600 candidates. And I'm going, 
But I don't even want this job. You're like, great. But, yeah. I don't even want this job. Literally, I get home. I get a call from their HR and say, here is your offer. And I was tell- I told myself in the car, if they didn't give me four weeks vacation and they didn't give me a certain amount of money and I didn't get my bonus at the end of the year, I, I went down the list. I was like, I'm not taking this job. They came back in when I say way higher in, in, in my- It's undeniable. Uh, like you could not not take the job. I was like, like, why? Why? You know? And then, of course, I got even more vacation. My pay was even higher than I thought it was going to be. I ended up staying there for four years. And honest to goodness, I've supported millionaires and billionaires. I've traveled private. I've sat in suites. I've done all the things. It still is my favorite job to this day. My favorite. Because I was able to serve people and help people. And um, and it still was my most fulfilling role. And that to me is crazy manifestation. Well, like, what I love and what I love about that is that that initial moment of you being like, oh, that's a you were just uh chasing joy. Like, oh, that sounds fun. Like that would be fun. Like you were just like, oh, that's that's kind of fun. I want to be around that. That seems like again, you were just following a lovely positive vibe, and it led you to something you would not have otherwise ever have imagined. Not at all. And after that, my career took off. Right. After that, I went from that role to um, executive assistant to a billionaire to chief of staff for a very, very, very um, well-known company and on and on and on. I just went. Well, what's great to hear, too, is that, you know, what you said at the beginning, which is people are like, I'm African-American and I don't have a bachelor's degree. Hey, listen, I'll say this. We I used to hire people for a living and we'd almost rather hire the personality and the person and the confidence level in a person than the thing they're skilled at our resume. Yeah. It's yeah. just purely. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I always knew because those people you can learn. So you sense that someone can learn it and you yeah. get a vibe about them. That's the best employee. Yeah. Agreed. And I always have had the confidence and I still do to this day yeah. that I can figure it out. I don't okay. care if I don't know it, I can figure it out. And that to me is what, what set me apart. A lot of times is I may not have had the experience or the skill or the education, but you better believe I will sit there until I get it right. And that is a vibe that they get, you know, like that's a vibe. And I, and I did, and that's how I grew in my career. I love it. And all from just, yeah. And again, these things like you could have have never designed it and you were even like, you know what I think? I think I, we don't know, but your car ride home, you know, from that, uh, before you got the amazing, like extra above what you wanted yeah. offer. Yeah. I love that. That was like a self-worth drive. You're like, listen, I'm not fucking taking this shit unless I get four weeks. Da 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 da. You were like, that's it to yourself. Totally. And I told, I meant not surprised it. you got more. Not surprised. Yeah, no, I meant it. I meant it. I said, yeah. I won't take it. If they don't give me what I want, I won't take it. And my gosh, I didn't even have to ask for it. I didn't have to ask for it. They, they just offered it. And I was like, sold. I'll be there in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That was a, this or something better. Right. When you put that out there, you, you know, I mean, you might not have said that, but you were like, I, I want these things. Those were the minimums. Those were the minimum. They came back with not the minimums, but I believe that it was probably higher because you were so like owned yeah. your worth, declared your worth to yourself yes. there yes. about what you deserved and what you wanted. Yes. But can I also say that I was setting up tables, right? And putting decorations out and guiding people through their weddings that led me to my chief right. of staff role. 
Like, had I not been there just going, ah, this will be fun. I'll do this on the weekends. Why not? Like, I love weddings. I love decoration. You know, I that's all that I was thinking. That took me all the way through my whole career. Career. So the manifestation was was extended. Like it was a long-term manifestation that I had no idea was coming. No idea. But I manifested. No, it's so great. I was uh, I was hiking one time by myself and uh, uh, older grandma type with a couple of dogs and they were really cute. And I was like, oh, and I was petting her dogs and I was just talking with her. So we just sort of were walking up the trail together. There's no one else there. Mm-hmm. And um, the most unassuming woman uh, really thought she just was someone's grandma. And she said, well, what do you do? And I said, I'm a comedy writer because that's where I started. That's what I did at the time of this conversation. Uh-huh. And I go, I'm a comedy writer. And she goes, are you are you kidding me? We've been looking for a comedy writer. And I'm thinking, who the hell are you? Like what, <laughs> like what grandma needs a comedy, writer? For a comedy writer? Stop. This, this mofo was an Academy Award winning serious producer of many Academy Award winning films. You got never done a comedy. And we I had, and it, it just led to this whole interesting thing. We met with them. We talked with them, but my writing partner and I had this really incredible experience that we had. And it was all from like me just, you know, petting some dogs, talking with like you, uh, you just never know. You never who, know. You never know who's going to recommend you. You never, never know. know who, how something's going to happen. Yeah. And so, no. yeah, leave, talk about, that's a good one for the cursed house that we went through all of that. Because there's no no way you could have gotten that job otherwise, probably. No, 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 I would have not even been considered, right? So I had to be referred by someone who knew me and knew what I was capable of, but my resume didn't say that. I mean, you know. Yeah, but you know what? You're one of those people, like what I, and I'm I'm this person too, I'll say this about myself, and I see this in other people. You just see people and you go, I'd hire that person in a freaking second. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I don't care what it is, I'd hire him for it. Yes, I absolutely do. And I do recognize that. And because that's that woman noticed that and you that day, she's like, "Uh uh-uh, this, I've called Starbucks people at headquarters to tell them like this barista needs to be freaking managing like an entire region. Like, cause you just know someone's real you smart. Just you just get an idea. Yeah. yeah. You just feel it. You just feel it. They're just people that have the wow factor. I I really believe that. And I think everyone can have the wow factor. I don't think that it's just select to some people, you know, but, um, but I think it, it really comes down to confidence is confidence and knowing that you're, it doesn't matter if you don't have a degree like that is a limiting belief. Not yeah. at all. I'm telling you. I know lots of dummies with degrees, guys. I know lots of people with degrees from Harvard not logical themselves out of a freaking paper bag Thank or you. figure out how to get somewhere on time. Absolutely. Please. So really. if, if, even if you have single moms listening, right. please don't let that hold you back. Like you can do it. You can do it. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. And that is definitely. Well, let's, let's, and let's talk about that and wrapping up. How can we get more from you? First of all, uh, your Instagram's great. We'll put everything in the show notes to connect with you, okay. but tell us what's your website, even though we'll put the link and then how can we benefit from you either coaching one-on-one or your courses? Like give us what you got. Okay. So, um, right now I am on Instagram primarily. So it is at Lisa M Easton. So my name is Lisa Easton, but Instagram is Lisa M Easton. Oh, I say Lisa. Sorry. I said Lisa Meeston. I think that's okay. That's okay. Then because my middle initial is in there because they wouldn't give me Lisa Easton. So Lisa M Easton is Instagram. And then I have a very small Facebook group, but I've kept it that way. It's private. So you have to be approved to get in and it is called millionaire morning mamas. 
and we have a wonderful tribe. Of what are women. you doing there? I want to join. <laughs> join. We, we honestly, it's just amazing. The tribe really runs the group. That's which is, is really how it should be, right? They encourage each other. They come together. What I do in that group is I do live interviews with people, experts, um, people that I think are amazing, have an incredible story. And then I'm going to turn those into podcasts at the end of this year, sometime when I launch a podcast. So that's that. I forgot to tell you though, I have to tell you this, yeah. that last year I was journaling and my goals in the present tense. And one was that people are going to reach out to me for podcast interviews. I will not have to ask. And here we are. And I reached out. Lisa, because a friend, I, I, I'll we'll give her a shout out, Elizabeth Resnick, healthy, ha- yes. healthy, happy, and hot. She's also yes. a primal health coach, and um, she's been on the podcast because she had struggled with horrific acne for years and was able to clear it up via a paleo primal diet. So she's like one of the original primal health coaches. Yes. But you're right, and you know what's so funny about that is that um, the same thing happened with me um, when I published my first book. I remember people were like, oh, "You got to do this, you got to do that, you got to." And I said, "How about I use law of attraction? How about?" How about I use that? That's and uh, I did. And it, worked That's out. It. And it worked. And, and it all worked. the stuff they told me I needed to do, turns out, I guess there was another way. Yes. Um, but yeah, but, and yeah. then people were asking me as well. I don't ever have, I rarely have to push myself. So it's so funny. You yeah. manifest, you manifested me asking you. I did. I'm not kidding. I'm telling That's you, awesome. I, wrote it, I wrote it last year. I meditated, I visualized it, and then I let it go. It's like, it'll come and it's coming. And then I have more requests coming in. So yes, this is happy. great. I told you we can do it specifically and predictably. Okay, so I'll go yeah, back. Sorry. Facebook group, Millionaire Morning Mamas. Instagram, at Lisa M. Easton. To work with me one-on-one is you just have to DM me or PM me. If you're on Facebook, PM me, private message me, or DM me on Instagram. And I do free discovery calls. I'm actually doing free discovery calls now um, for my launch of the 100K Activation Accelerator Program. That's coming. Okay, so we're having free discovery calls now, 30-minute calls, um, and that's kind of a way that we can vibe each other out and you can actually apply for the program because it is application and approval required. It's high-level intensity, so we got to make sure that that everyone is ready. That's yeah. it. Excellent. Um, give us your website one more time. So I'm, I I don't have an official website, but I do have like landing pages and sales pages. Oh, right, from your Instagram links? Yes. Yes. So if they go to Instagram, they can find me there and then connect every, the the link in my bio takes them to everything that I have and everything that I do. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I, gosh, I'd love to have you back on, talk about some more stuff. Oh my gosh. I just love chatting with you. We have to do this again. Yeah. There's a lot of juicy stuff to talk about in here, man. Maybe we should do one on all examples of people we know or us of of manifestations. Maybe that'd be really fun. Let's do it. Let's do that. I love that. I have so many. I already told you one, you told me one. Yeah. So let's, let's come back and do that. That'd be I would great. love it. Awesome. Yes, well, thank you so much, Lisa. Thank and of course, we'll put everything to connect with uh, her in the show notes. Thanks again. And for everyone else, we'll see you next week. Primal Blueprint listeners don't compromise on pantry classics. Whether you're going keto, paleo, in the middle of a whole 30 month, or adding to your primal approved arsenal, Primal Kitchen has a full range of mayo, ketchup, dressings, and oils that add flavor and variety to any meal without ever compromising on ingredient quality. From avocado oil-based mayos bursting with flavors like kicky chipotle lime, creamy classic, zesty garlic aioli, or savory pesto, to unsweetened ketchups and organic mustards, there's a condiment to complement every taste bud. 
be sure to stock up on Primal Kitchen avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, and new balsamic vinegar of Modena to add ease and great flavor to any dish, whether you're grilling, baking, broiling, braising, sautéing, or stir-frying. Primal Blueprint listeners can get their favorites 20% off when they use the code PRIMALBLUEPRINT at checkout. 